we do a lot to celebrate Christmas. I mean, we have the service, of course, and that's good. And this is, you know, we're, but beyond that, our whole culture, I mean, there's a crazy amount of stuff to sell. I mean, do all your neighbors have lights up? Or we put up wreaths, we decorate our houses, we cut down trees and put them inside of our house and then put lights around them. Uh, we, have, we bake Christmas cookies. We watch Christmas movies. We sing Christmas songs. The radio plays totally different songs this time of year than normal. Like all those stations switch, switch over. Uh, just all the things that happen in our culture to celebrate this one event from 2,000 years ago, do you think it was kind of a big deal that Jesus was born? Um, I love how, I mean, I, I don't think all the people celebrating Christmas get what Christmas is really about. They just like the trees and the cookies and everything. I, I, the, when it, we did our little survey of favorite cartoon movies, the winner was Charlie Brown Christmas, and very appropriate. But I think of that movie where Charlie Brown's walking around like, what is this Christmas thing all about? Why is this such a big deal? And then, of course, the great scene where Linus steps up and reads, you know, the Christmas story from Luke. And just one of the great, and, and that was shown on, like, regular public TV, you know what I mean? Like, they played that, and that was for everybody. Christmas is a big deal, and we show it by our celebrations. But imagine you had to explain Christmas to someone that wasn't from our culture, like maybe someone who lived in the tropical area and who did not, because so much of what we do is based on cultural stuff and the fact that we live in a wintry climate. But imagine you, you would have to explain what the whole thing is about to someone in a culture that, that didn't know the Western ways and why we do stuff. Well, I want to share with you a real story from the book, The Peace Child, which actually, by the way, I checked, it is in our library. It's about uh, a Canadian missionary, Don Richardson, who went to New Guinea. And deep in the jungles, there was a native people who had had, had really hardly any contact with Westerners. Um, and that was the Sawi. And Don wanted to go and share the good news of Jesus with them. So he, he travels, brings his family. He, he goes and he, he builds a hut. And he starts to make connections. In fact, a couple different of the Sawi, I'll say tribes or family clans, they gather near him. And so he starts to build some relationships. He trades tools um, f for help with them doing work. And, and he, he doesn't speak their language, but he finds one who can translate and, and is his translator. And as he learns about them, he also begins to start to share stories from the Bible. He, he starts sharing the idea of a God who created everything. And that, that they could relate to because they, they had in their, their mind that there was one high God that they, they could, could talk about. Um, and that went well. But then, then he starts to talk about Jesus. He wants them to know the story of Jesus. And the Sawi respond in a surprising way. When Don gets to the part about how 
Judas, one of the 12 disciples, had spent three years with Jesus and then betrayed him for 30 pieces of silver, the Sawi are intrigued. They want to know more about Judas. They, they are intrigued. And, and so Don, he had learned from the Sawi, when they tell stories, you know, every culture has hero stories. You know, the, what's honorable in a culture. Well, in their hero stories were people who had, they, they elevated in deceit and intrigue. They tell stories of those who have, had pretended to befriend members of the other tribe, and then they made these peace overtures, but then they tricked them and killed them, you know, when they had the opportunity. And so they would tell stories about how great-grandfather had done something like that and, and had won the battle against this other tribe by, by deceiving them, or how their, their uncle had been the one tricked and ended up with a hatchet in the back of his head because he believed the peace overtures of their... So they elevated treachery as one of their values. So when they heard the gospel story, for them, Judas was the hero, and Jesus was the chump, and so the fool. And Don could not get past this with them. Whenever he talked about the Christian faith, they, they were dismissive of Jesus. And then another specific problem arose, is that because the two different tribe, tribal groups had, had gathered near him, they were starting to fight one another. They had a long history of battles between each other, and they, there were skirmishes happening and taking place, and Don knew if he didn't do something, it would lead to open bloodshed. And so he encouraged them to make peace between the two tribes so that they could live near each other. But how could they do that? You could never trust that if you were trying to negotiate peace with someone that you wouldn't be the chump and end up with a hatchet in the back of your head. So it, it wasn't happening. And Don made the decision that he was going to have to leave and go away because if he did, then they would just disperse further away from each other. They, they were living near each other because of him. And he told them that he was leaving. And they, they wanted him to stay. They, they tried to talk him into staying. But he insisted the only way he could stay is if they would make peace. Well, before he left, one morning, he wakes up. And something unusual is going on. The two tribal groups are are faced off against each other. One of the, his translator comes and says, come, come see, come see. And both, both the groups, they're dressed in their finery, their, their regalia, and they are holding their, their weapons. And he's worried, oh no, what's going to happen? And you can see there's a big space in between them. And one of the, the, the tribal chief, the one he knew kind of the best, who had just had a young son, and was, was a new father, was really proud, but he was a young leader of his tribe. He was the one speaking, and he was saying all kinds of things, too much that his translator couldn't translate. He was just watching and taking it in. And then this, this chief, he, he goes into his hut, and he brings out something 
Don's not sure what at first, but then he hears a woman scream. And, and the, the chief, he, he begins to go towards the other tribe, and, and this woman, and Don can see it's his wife, starts to chase after him, and, and then he can see he's carrying that baby that he had just had. And so he's carrying the baby, he's going towards the other tribe, he, he has to outrun his wife, who just falls down in the dirt and is weeping and wailing, and then he goes over to the other tribe and holds up the child. And he's speaking and saying things. And at first, no one from the other tribe moves. And then he, 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 can, he says it again. He, re, he speaks more words. And then finally, their, their leader signals to one of the women. And she comes forward and takes the child and goes back to her spot. And then... The, they come back, they say a few more words, and then everyone disperses. And Don's like, what just happened? So he, he gets the translator and says, what just happened? And he says, well, they gave a peace child, as if that answered it. And he says, what? I, I don't understand. What does that mean? And, and so finally the translator explained that they had a tradition, a, a thing built into their culture. Something that actually even was greater than their value of treachery, because this is something you would never go against, and that of the peace child. And that is if there are two, two clans or, or tribes, if one of them gave up their child to be raised by the other clan, as long as that child was alive, it meant the two tribes were united together as one. And you, you would not attack your own tribe. That, that value of treachery was only for the, you know, the opposition. So you wouldn't break the, um, the, the peace child treaty in a sense. It created two tri one tribe out of the two. And so it would unite the two tribes and hence make peace between them. And Don knew he finally had the way to explain what Jesus meant, why it was such a big deal. And so he took a couple days to prepare. He worked with his translator to make sure he got the words right. And then he gathered as many as he could gather, and he began to explain to them that, that God Most High, who had made every person, um, he had made us good, but we had turned away. We had done wrong, and so had become enemies to God. And that we were not at peace with him. But that God, out of his concern for us, sent his son, Jesus, to be a peace child. He was born. God gave us his son to, to, that we might create peace between him. But, and he goes on, what did we do to his, the peace child he sent? We killed him. And he says, all the saw we gasped. When they thought of, because that was, it was a horrible, can imagine what would it be like if you gave that child and they just killed the child. But yet God still forgave us. And instead of being angry, he raised his son back to life again. And now, because he's been raised to life, he lives forever. And so he will always be the peace child between God and mankind, between God and people. And so that we can know him, 
that we can um, that we can have peace with God through him. And just as someone from the tribe, tribe, other tribe, had to receive the peace child, so we have to receive the peace child to gain that peace with God. And that was the, the key that helped the Sawi understand. It didn't happen immediately, but they started to make the connection and see that Jesus wasn't the chump, he was the peace child. And eventually, they, they, the church grew among the Sawi, and even to the point where they eventually would send out missionaries to other areas of New Guinea. And they, they took it in, and they, it grew and grew. And I share that story with you tonight just because I think it's a great way of conceiving of why is this such a big deal? Because God gave his son to make peace with between people and, and himself. He gave his son that we might know God and walk with God and be restored to God, that we can have a peace with him. And we're meant to know God. And even those who have been distant and far away, when they receive Christ, yet to all who received him, to those who believed in him, he gives us the right to become his children. So as Jeff had talked about in the, the, the children's message, it's a perfect uh, send-off. We believe Jesus is the Son of God. We receive him into our lives, and then we go. We take what we've received, and we find ways, we find that key to explain it to the people of the world who don't understand and there are so many who, who don't get what Jesus came to do. But just if God has those keys, those ways of explaining it. So as we listen and get to know the people of this world, I think God can give us those insights to see what would it take to explain to them what it's all about and why it matters. And that last point we're going to illustrate as we bring this service to a close. We have a tradition here, passing the light. And that means we're going to take the light of the Christ candle and pass it amongst each other. Because the light is not meant to stay in Bethlehem and the light is not meant to stay inside a church building. We are, the light comes into our life and then we will pass it to one another. The light is always passed from one person to another. That's the only way. And so as the ushers come forward, I'm going to take the light from the candle. I will light their lights. And then they will light the, the people down the row. And then you'll share that and then pass the light to one another. And as we do that, we'll sing some of the great Christmas songs.